You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. tournament it's finally here the brackets have been set and the teams are ready to hit the court and DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy is celebrating with their largest free college basketball survival pool ever how large you may ask one million dollars in total prizes up for grabs and if that's not enough check this out when you enter the free DraftKings one million dollar survival pool you could win a shot at ten thousand dollars for every upset uh, throughout the first two rounds of the tournament. It's easy to play. You just pick one team per day. If they win, you survive and advance to the next round. Last person standing is the winner. Remember, you only can pick one team uh, for the entire tournament, so choose wisely. DraftKings is a safe source app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So get in on all of this week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code THPN during sign-up and enter the free $1 million survivor pool. Again, that's promo code THPN to enter the DraftKings free $1 million survival pool. Eligibility restrictions and terms and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Monday, March 22nd, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and Jimmy Murphy are back the crude uh united once again to start the brand new week and we're ready to break down the monday nhl card it's a big one for a monday we got 10 games to break down but before we do that we've got some business to take care of and some big announcements uh to make here to begin the show uh first one is going to be the fact that uh we have been asked by a lot of our loyal viewers and our patreon.com slash ice guys members about this over the years when are you guys going to start doing some more live betting shows, some in-game live betting shows? Well, the answer is we're going to start doing them starting this week. We're happy to announce that on Wednesday night, that's this Wednesday, March 24th, we'll be on the air live for an NHL live in-game betting show uh, Wednesday night starting at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. We'll probably go for about a couple of hours, you know, until about 10 p.m. Eastern time. We'll get through the early games taking place on Wednesday night. Uh, we'll go through any live bets that come to uh, mind. We're going to go maybe full on degenerate, maybe not full on degenerate, but we're going to, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to, you know, set aside some money just to do some fun in-game bets. Like we'll do stuff like next team to score a goal. And I know Alex gets involved with those quite a bit. We'll maybe look at some live in-game player props that I know certain books have, uh, you know, live, obviously in-game sides and totals. We'll definitely look at betting some of those. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be, you know, you get to see kind of how uh, excited we are and how we react when we're watching games uh, how, or what our emotions are like, I guess you could say. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this will be our first of many. We're planning on doing a live betting show at least once or twice a month, if not more than that, once we get into April, once this hectic period of the NCAA tournament is finally behind us. So join us for that and tell everyone you know, if they're a hockey fan or a hockey better, join us live on YouTube, the Ice Guys channel or the Hockey Podcast Network channel, and we will have our live NHL betting show Wednesday night, our first of many, this Wednesday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So uh, make sure you join us for that. Uh, our second announcement is going to be something that Alex, I know, has been working hard on behind the scenes. Uh, we've been asked about, hey, Ice Guys, uh, when are you going to get some kind of merch that we can purchase uh, that we can get involved with? Well, the answer is it's right around the corner. Uh, and I'll let Alex B. Smith uh, fill everybody in on all the details. But yes, Ice Guys merch is ready to be unveiled. Alex, tell them about, tell them about it. Yeah, so on that same Wednesday, March 24th, we'll have our regular show here at you know 2 p.m. Eastern uh, on, on this channel and also the Hockey Podcast Network channel. But after that show goes off the air, we will officially launch our Ice Guys store. Uh, I've been working with uh, the site Spreadshirt. 
you know, we had the logo redone. It was my brother who, who does the logo. Uh, we got for the, the rebranding and the launch to join the Hockey Podcast Network. And so we kind of tied it together and uh, worked. And now we got some shirts. We've got hoodies. We've got uh, some trucker caps, some beanies. Uh, also have some shirts for the ladies as well. So all of that will be unveiled. That'll be Wednesday, March 24th, same day as our evening show, but it'll be right after our regular show. So uh, it'll be around 3 p.m. Eastern time when that, that'll launch and everyone will be able to order, uh, you know, different shirts. It's also, it's not only the logo, but the stick, but we also have a, a secondary logo as well. That'll be there. There's some stickers uh, also. So a lot of cool stuff. And that's just the beginning of that. We'll also unveil some more merch down the line, but uh, at least the first installment of, of our merchandise will be available on Wednesday. All right, great stuff. So there we go. We got merchandise line rolling out, and we've got our live betting show coming up Wednesday. We chose Wednesday. It's not necessarily how many games that we based on that, but Jimmy, you know, has got media stuff, and he's got things he's got to do throughout the week to cover for the Bruins, and we wanted this to make it a night when all three of us could be there. We wanted to make it an authentic live betting show. The whole crew could be part of it, and Jimmy was free on Wednesday night, so that's why we decided on Wednesday night, March 24th. So please uh, join us for that. Uh, Jimmy, I'm sure you're like us. We're excited. This live betting show is fun. We're fun guys. We like to have fun. We like to bet. Uh, how could you not want to tune in? Yeah, I mean, I think this is great, guys. And obviously, based on the uh, the viewership we've been getting here lately, it's been going up and up and up. And uh, we love interacting with all of you. And so I, I think even more so would be to be able to bet with you, I think will be pretty cool. So I, I'm excited for this. And Really excited about that merch store as well. Uh, big shout out to Alex for getting that done. Uh, he really worked hard behind the scenes to make that happen. And yeah, things are going well. We're, we're liking this right now, boys. And uh, the playoffs are right around the corner. Yeah, now's the time to really get, you know, everything on the table, you know, roll out some merchandise for the loyal viewers that are interested to support the show. Get some live betting shows going. Now's the time because we're ramping things up. I mean, we're closing in now in the final month of the regular season. NHL trade deadline will be here before you know it. Uh, this is when the season gets going for real. The sprint to the finish, the push for the playoffs, if you will. So uh, great stuff. Looking forward to uh, everything that's coming up in the near future here with the Ice Guys, including our first live betting show Wednesday night. All right, let's get to Monday's card. Let's start with the first game on the rotation. It's the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Montreal Canadiens. We've got uh, Montreal opened a pretty decent uh, home favorite here in this game initially, but we have seen some money come in on Edmonton. Now we're pretty much looking at even money. Now, both sides of uh, the total six shaded to the over. I'm going to back the Oilers here, guys. I mean, I, I think Edmonton's playing some very good hockey. I think they are, they've owned at Montreal, especially in Montreal. If you go back and look, the Oilers are eight, one and one in their last 10 trips to Montreal. I don't know what it is, Maybe it's that great Montreal nightlife. Maybe it's that great uh, downtown experience, the food, the hot dogs in the building, which we've talked about on more than one occasion. But the Oilers play very well in Montreal, and I like the way they're playing. I like the way they played back-to-back, -back, beating the Jets uh, in their last two games. Mike Smith playing very well in net as well right now for the Oilers. And to me, the Montreal Canadiens, look, I know they've got off the schneid and they beat Vancouver on Saturday, but that spot was set up on a silver platter for them that game Back-to-back, Braden Holtby and Nett, the Canucks at the end of a very long road trip and a successful one. That's supposed to be a slam-dunk home run spot for a team like Montreal, and they were still life and death to beat the Vancouver Canucks uh, in that game. In fact, they had to go beyond regulation uh, to win that game. They're dealing with some key injuries. They've missed Ben Sherratt on the blue line. Of course, he fractured his hand in that fight he was in. Uh, he's going to be out long-term. Tyler Toffoli is now going to miss all three games of this upcoming set uh, against the Oilers due to injury. That's a concern as well for Montreal. And to be honest, Carey Price went back to, you know, average Carey Price the other night uh, in the game against the uh, Vancouver Canucks, even though they escaped with the victory here. I like Edmonton's team game. Mike Smith's actually 6-1 and one in his last seven road starts and a 1.67 uh, goals against average. So he's actually played extremely well away from home. And right now I've got a little bit more confidence, I guess you could say, uh, in Edmonton right now. So I like Edmonton here. I'm going to take them at even money here around minus 105, minus 110. Alex, anything for you with the Oilers and the Habs? Yeah, I'm leaning with Edmonton as well. And it's interesting, you know, we talk about uh, awards coming up, obviously, with this being the second half of the season. Uh, you have to say Mike Smith would be a, a guy, you know, give the comeback year, uh, player of the year award, maybe some, something that will have to be in that line. Uh, the way that he has kind of emerged now with 11-3 record. Uh, you know, normally we'd be talking about this, you know, game as Carey Price versus Mike Smith. We'd more likely be looking at Carey Price, but Mike Smith has 
by far been the, the better goalie this season. And, uh, you know, this is a, a surge now that Edmonton, if they want to make a run toward the top of this division, uh, you know, this three-game set is going to be crucial. So I think they're going to get off to a, a hot start and, and, and keep riding on, on uh, the good play of Mike Smith. So it's a, just a lean, not official on my card. There's a lot of stuff that I like tonight. So uh, it's just a lean with Edmonton. All right, just to lean with that. I honestly have no opinion on the total. I'm not even going to speak on the total in this game because I think it's six, and to me it could go either way right here. If it's high scoring like Montreal-Vancouver was the other night, it wouldn't surprise me. But if it's low scoring, and to be honest with you, Edmonton's played some better defense lately. It's very possible it could also stay uh, under the total in my mind. Uh, yeah, McDavid, uh, anytime goal scorer, plus 120. I'm not ever uh, going to say to anybody, don't bet that. I mean, McDavid, of course, is a threat to score every single night. So, Claudio, if you like Connor McDavid uh, to score uh, anytime tonight, uh, go for it. Uh, I wouldn't talk you out of it. Jimmy, uh, what do you think here? Oilers, Canadians. Well, I think I'm going to definitely jump on that. I mean, you know, how many times are you going to see a plus 120 like that from McDavid? So, I, I like that prop for sure. Uh, as far as the game goes, uh, you know, I mean, what would a Montreal Canadiens game be if it didn't go past three periods? So give me the draw. There you go. We've seen a lot of it lately, although the Fabs finally, for the first time this year, won a game that went past yeah. regulation the other night against Elf Vancouver. over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it finally happened, and they got that done, that monkey off their back, if you will, uh, against Vancouver. So Jimmy liking the draw here uh, in this one. Uh, you can get the draw at plus 320. Right now for this Montreal Edmonton game, we got the Buffalo Sabers and New York Rangers. Uh, next game on tap, uh, the New York Rangers minus two. I know we're all amped up for this. I, I can't wait for this game. Number one game. Yep, number one game of the night. <laughs> minus two twenty-five. The Rangers. Uh, the total five and a half shaded to the over. Look, there's a lot of reasons to bet against the Buffalo Sabers right now, but I don't know if there are enough reasons to lay this big of a price with the New York Rangers uh, on the flip side. So that's my issue here uh, with this game. I'll say this, though. We've talked about it. Mika Zibanejad, slow start to the season. We were wondering what's going on with him. Remember, he was out of training camp because he was dealing with COVID-19 issues. Uh, he missed a lot of training camp. He struggled to score goals uh, early in the season. Uh, but look at what's happening right now all of a sudden. Ten points, four goals, six assists for Mika Zibanejad in his last five games. That's the thing I like in this game. When Mika Zibanejad gets it going, he can get hot. He can get on a run. I like him to score tonight. Definitely on that from a goal-scoring prop standpoint. And, of course, anybody can probably get on the board for this Rangers team with the way the Sabres are not getting defensive uh, play uh, that's anywhere near adequate and not getting goaltending uh, that's anywhere near consistent at, at this point in time from either Carter Hutton or the departed, of course, Jonas Johansson, who's now been traded out of the Colorado Avalanche. So uh, definitely they've got issues defensively, this Sabres team. Uh, this is a Buffalo team that's actually coming back uh, to play because they had their games against the uh, Saturday game, at least against the Bruins uh, postponed uh, because of COVID-19 issues within Boston there. Uh, but definitely the Sabres, you know, what, what can we say? You know, what can we say at this point? They're on a 13 game losing streak. They're a pitiful hockey team. Uh, Jack Eichel's not going to be back tonight either. So he's still out. Not that that matters because, uh, you know, he had been up and down as well, but uh, definitely the Sabres just uh, in a world of hurt. And you know what's shocking to me is that the first game with Don Granado, you're supposed to see that bump. You're supposed to see that uptick, that you know, snap to attention, give a good effort, be strong, be hard to play against. I didn't see any of that from the Buffalo Sabres Thursday night against Boston in that first game after Ralph Kruger got canned. That's a worry to me. You wonder if they've mentally checked out. You wonder if they physically, you know, not going to give that effort that's required to be a competitive team and win games on a nightly basis. I want no part of Buffalo here. The Rangers, you know, maybe starting to get their game going. That was a good uh, win for them against uh, Washington the other night, snapping the Capitals' win streak. They won the second of the back-to-back -back against Washington. All of that being said, I'm still not comfortable laying this much of a price with the Rangers, and I'm not Overly giddy about the puck line. I'd lean that way, that the Rangers could win by two or more. But with Kincaid and net, I think I'll ease back on that uh, when it's all said and done. Pass for me on this game. Just a lean to the Rangers puck line and a lean to the over. Uh, Alex, anything for you here with the Sabres and the Rangers? I mean, I'll keep it pretty brief and simple. Buffalo sucks. 
and I'm going to take the New York Rangers on the team total over. You can get three and a half uh, at, at even money. That, that's the only thing you can really do against Buffalo now at this point because the bookmakers have adjusted. We talked about this the last couple of weeks. We had our time to bet against Buffalo and make some money, be it regulation or you know puck line. But now we're not getting any value in any of those avenues except for team total. So I know it's a bit dicey because we've seen this Ranger offense go from scoring nine goals against uh, you know, affiliates and then all of a sudden being held to one goal the next game against Washington, then back to three goals. So it's a little streaky, but I feel Buffalo's defense and like I said, their mindset's just completely out of whack right now. So we'll go with the Rangers team total over three and a half at even money. Yeah, that might be going on my card, actually, because that way you don't have to worry about the other element. You know, just worry about the Rangers scoring four. You don't have to worry about how big of a margin they win by. Just get four goals. You got a winning ticket at the end of the game. And I think that's a good way to approach it. Rangers team total over three and a half, which is minus 110. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Sabres and Rangers. Yeah, guys, I'm I'm going to go with that as well. I think it's a, it's the safest bet on this uh, on this game right now. But I'm also going to look at the uh, the Rangers in the first period as well. I like them to come out strong. Uh, so let me take them on the money line in the first period. Or excuse me, on the minus half a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Minus half. That's what I was going to say. I'm yeah. sure that's what you were looking at. Yeah. Half a goal plus 125 uh, with the Rangers uh, in the first period, laying the half goal. So if they lead after the first period, you cash your ticket. Uh, that's how that one works. Uh, next up, we got the Carolina Hurricanes, Columbus Blue Jackets, Carolina right now in this one, about a minus 160 uh, road favorite currently. Uh, the total uh, five and a half pretty much across the board here uh, in this game. Uh, Carolina, I'll tell you what, they've been mystified a little bit by Columbus. How about the fact they lose back-to-back games at home uh, to the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets? Frustrating uh, losses uh, in back-to-back games for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, you know, they thought they actually had the game won uh, in, in in overtime the other night. Martin Netchash, uh, he had a great scoring chance. Merzlikens made the save. And then Dougie Hamilton thought he had scored the overtime winner after that. Video review, offside. They challenged, they won it, and the goal was taken back. And next thing you know, there's Columbus uh, winning the game after that. Uh, so tough loss for uh, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in that one. Uh, give the Jackets credit. They found a way uh, to win uh, back-to-back games against Carolina. I do like Carolina here to bounce back on the road. I think getting on the road might help them. Nadelkovic is likely to be in net tonight uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. Brenda Moore's been going back and forth between him uh, and James Reimer uh, in net in recent games here uh, in this one. Nadelkovic, 5-1-1, and one, five, 9.43 save percentages, last seven games. Uh, Merzlikens was pretty solid. I'll give him credit. He had been struggling. He played well the other night, uh, 35-37 shots. He turned aside uh, in the win against Carolina. Uh, but I think Carolina here, uh, I like them to get the uh, victory bounce back. I still think they're the better of these two teams. Coin flip games that, that went uh, Columbus's way the first two games. I still think Carolina, you know, at every opportunity to win either of those games, even though they fell short, I like them here, but I'll take them for a better value. Obviously, I'll go with the regulation line here. Carolina plus 105 uh, in this one. Also lean over the total a little bit. I think Carolina is beyond overdue to finally bust through uh, offensively in this one. And that's what I'm going to go with as well. Over five and a half with the uh, Jackets and the Canes plus the Canes in regulation. Alex, what's your take on this game? Yeah, that's the only thing I'll play here will be the over at five and a half. Everything else kind of, you know, scares me off a little bit. I do think Carolina wins this game. Like you said, you look at the last two meetings, three, two losses in overtime. So I uh, don't want to lay 160. Really kind of cautious laying that, that uh, you know, price and regulation when we've seen the last two go into overtime. So I'm going to play it safe and go with the over five and a half. Uh, something that we could have seen cash in each of those games. Like so there were there were chances missed by both clubs in reg, during regulation uh, that could have put it over that total. So I think we'll see the five and a half hit here. All right, like an over five and a half. Jimmy, what do you think here? Columbus, Carolina. Look, I'm liking the way Columbus is playing right now, guys. Uh, they, they've got a little snarl in their game, a little more life in their game. They seem a little more cohesive on the ice there. Uh, they're finally starting to play. I mean, look, I, I don't know if we, we would consider them a cup contender when we came into the season, but they're playing to at least close to their potential, uh, which we haven't seen them do all season. So I'm going to ride them right now. They've got two wins straight. I'd like them getting their third straight win here in a big divisional matchup to stay alive in that playoff hunt. Uh, give me the Blue Jackets on the money line. All right, Columbus plus uh, one. Uh, 46 uh, plus 145 plus 150 in that range uh, on the money line uh, uh Jimmy liking the uh, home underdog here the uh, Blue Jackets and yeah they miss Trocheck there's no question Carolina I know if you want to blame some of the offensive 
uh, doldrums lately for the Hurricanes. Their offense has definitely slowed down a little bit after you know scoring goals in bunches early on. I think losing Vincent Trocek, who had been so awesome for them, uh, scoring goals and producing offensively was a huge loss. But there should be enough to go around with what they've got up front. It's just not going in for them as easily right now. Uh, but I, I still think I'll side with them. But you're right, Columbus definitely has perked up a little bit in recent games. We'll see how that one goes. We've got Calgary. Uh, Ottawa, next game, Calgary minus 170, uh, road favorites here. The total six shaded to the over in this one. Uh, the Calgary Flames get blanked by the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, 2 nothing uh, on Saturday night in uh, a great game overall by the Leafs. And, of course, uh, Jack Campbell was so good once again in that game that we have the full-on goaltending controversy now erupting in Toronto uh, with this <laughs> Leafs team about who should get the lion's share of the starts moving forward, either him or Frederick Anderson, who's – admitted already publicly the last week that he's not even 100% uh, from a health standpoint. So that's got everybody fired up in Leafs Nation, what the uh, Sheldon Keefe decides to do with goaltending. Uh, but Calgary, you know, a little bit up and down. They're just 2-2, uh, two and two, their last four under Daryl Sutter, you know, after they swept Montreal in back-to-back -back games, and then they won the first game uh, against Edmonton. So it's been a little bit more up and down for the uh, Flames the last few. But I think they got a good shot here to bounce back uh, strong against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Ottawa's really started to falter a little bit and, and come back down to earth uh, in their last uh, few games. Uh, they're just 1-5 and five, uh, in their last six games, just the one victory. Uh, they've been competitive. You know, they have not been an easy uh, team to beat. You know, Vancouver in, in their last games uh, against the Canucks, they battled in both of those games. Uh, and ended up losing beyond regulation. So the fact that I like Calgary in regulation, and we've seen Ottawa, you know, take teams to overtime in the last few is a little concerning. But I still think Calgary now, after losing to Toronto, this is now Ottawa. If you want to be a playoff team in this division, these are games you you want to get the job done. You know, you're in the rears right now of Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Montreal in this division. You've got to get two points in games like this one. If you're the Calgary Flames and overall, I'm still seeing Goudreau, Monaghan, uh, Hannafin on the blue line. There are multiple examples of players that are playing harder, making more of an impact for Daryl Sutter since he's taken over than what we saw from some of these Calgary players in the waning days of the Jeff Ward uh, coaching era. So I still like the way this team game, this team's game is trending right now. I'll take Calgary here in regulation. Uh, laying around minus 115 here in this game tonight. I think the Flames get it done. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Flames Senators. Yeah, I'm right there with you. This is a good spot for the Flames here. And, you know, the Ottawa's rolling with their goalie, Philip Gustafson, the rookie who was, uh, you know, came in last game and, and midway through when the court got injured. Uh, and now, you know, and I'll have the goalie rankings adjusted as well uh, for those who are on the Patreon site because we got a lot of changes and in injuries and different things. And uh, it's pretty rapid, so I have to update that a little more often. But uh, this is one of those cases where, you know, everything's been going wrong for Ottawa to begin with. But now, uh, you know, having unproven goaltending, uh, things can get really out of hand for, for the Senators quickly. Uh, like I said, this is a Flames team, I think, that's going to come out fired up with the way that they played. Uh, those last two games against Toronto. So, you know, taking that step down in class, that's a, a good move for them. You know, should give them some confidence to build upon. So I like Calgary in regulation as well. Yeah, they're going way deep into the goaltending depth chart now in Ottawa. Uh, when you look at everything they've dealt with this year, like we started the season, think about this, Matt Murray, Marcus Hogberg, then Joey Decord. We're basically on the fourth goalie, the guy that started the season as the fourth goaltender in this Senators organization in terms of their goalie depth chart that is now going to be starting in net tonight for them. So how good can he be, you know, if he's the fourth now in the uh, goalie depth chart for a team that's already one of the weaker teams in the NHL. So could be a little bit of a baptism by fire potentially and facing a Calgary team that I don't think they're overlooking Ottawa, not when they need the points, not when they're coming off a loss. Jimmy, what do you think here? Calgary, Ottawa. Yeah, so this game, I'm going to get two plays in this, man. I, and I'm with you guys on your evaluation of uh, of Calgary right now. I mean, yeah, they've been a little up and down, but this is a definitely good spot for them. Uh, so I'm going to go with Jimmy Puckline on this one. And I'm also going to take their uh, their team total over. I just uh, don't know, you know, the goaltending situation, like you guys mentioned in Ottawa right now, is so hairy. Who knows? I really feel bad, by the way. You know, that sucks about Joey Decord. Uh, you guys know I know him and. That was just tough Real news to see because he, he had just gotten off to such a cool start. He was a great story. And, you know, Ottawa was actually I, – I heard Ottawa uh, – I think it was TSN 1200. They were starting to say 
hey, maybe, you know, they got the court now. Do, do we let uh, Seattle take uh, Murray in the expansion draft? Pump the brakes here, guys. I love the kid, but – but anyhow, it's just been a goaltending mess for the Ottawa Senators. But, you know, like you guys said, props to them for scrapping, hanging in a lot of games. Uh, I just don't think tonight's one of them. I think this is a great spot for the Calgary Flames. All right. So like in Calgary and uh, Calgary puck line, I should say. Calgary puck uh, line and, and the team plus total two. over. Yep. And over three and a half minus 110 Flames team total. Yeah, it makes sense. I think Calgary does have that shot to get to four plus. Uh, in this game, Islanders Flyers. Talk about uh, any team against the Flyers right now has a chance to get to four plus. Uh, the Islanders <laughs> taking on the Flyers. We've got the uh, Islanders minus 120 road favorites, total five and a half shaded to the over. One of our Ice Guys viewers actually sent me a Twitter DM and said he knows someone that used to scout in the Philadelphia Flyers organization. And apparently he asked him, but what's wrong with Philly? And he said something about there's no second effort, there's no pushback, there's no. Uh, working through issues, there's no communication on. Like he just went through a gamut of reasons why the Flyers are struggling. So, and he's a guy that's worked in the as a scout in the NHL, and I think he worked in the Flyers organization, according to what this guy said to me in the DM. So he's pretty much telling you right now that you know stay away maybe from this Flyers team right now. They're kind of toxic. It's just not things aren't going well for them. I mean, you look at their recent games here that they've played. It's been a rough go. Uh, they're only uh, two and uh, two and four. Uh, in their last six games, the wins were a 4-3 win against the Islanders where they survived. They blew a lead, 3-0, and they had to hang on to win 4-3. And then the other win was that 5-4 game against the Rangers where, again, they blew a lead and had to hang on uh, for dear life. Their defensive game has declined. The goaltending is part of it as well. Carter Hart and Brian Elliott, the collective for the Flyers, both guys have been struggling. Both guys have been fighting the puck. They've got to step up. They've got to be better right now. Will they be tonight against the Islanders? I'm not sure. I would certainly only lean to the Islanders here tonight uh, in this one. Uh, the Islanders pummeled the Flyers 6-1, to one, so they avenged the loss. They suffered to Philly the game before that. Uh, that was the game, too, Philly, when they beat the Islanders. You put an asterisk beside that, the 4-3 win, because they were coming off the 9-0 embarrassment against the Rangers. You figured with Voracek and Giroux and Couturier, and still a lot of veteran Van Riemsdyk, a lot of veteran players on this team. Pride's going to take over. They'd step up, play a better game, and they did. But it was just a blip on the radar. That's the way we got to look at it because they come right back the next game against the Islanders. They get smacked again 6-1. Uh, to one. So, yeah, there's issues right now for Olen Vigneault and his Flyers team. So I don't trust them right now. I am going to trust the over in this game, though, because what we're seeing uh, with the Philadelphia Flyers right now uh, is seven straight overs uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers, 7-0. and uh, to the over uh, in their last seven games, a product of the defense and the goaltending struggling. And the Flyers are one of those teams that they actually play higher scoring games at home. They've actually trended the uh, uh, Islanders over the total at home. This one's in Philly. Uh, and on the road, they've been a little bit more under uh, the Islanders and played a little bit more lower scoring. But, you know, this Philly over trained seven in a row, largely because of suspect defense and goaltending, yet they've still been able to find the back of the net. I think that continues here tonight. So I'm going to go with the uh, Islanders and Flyers over five and a half here, which you can get currently uh, at minus 110. Uh, Alex, anything for you in this game, Islanders and Flyers? Yeah, it's a great price for the over, a great price and a great number as well. Like I said, this is a Flyers team. They have given up 36 goals in their last seven games combined. That is just absolutely outrageous. Uh, I mean, like I said, and, you know, it, it's a whole collective at this point. Everybody wants – some groups want to blame the goaltending. Some groups want to play, blame the blue line. It, it's all of it. Uh, you know, and it, it's something that's going to take a while to get rectified, it seems like. It's not going to be a fix overnight, even when you're playing a team, uh, you know, like the Islanders, a team that we talk about where their scoring is a bit, you know, sporadic and inconsistent. They just went and rattled off six goals against them in the last game against the Flyers. So uh, no reason why this game shouldn't get over five and a half. If you shop around, you can find – a team total, I know Bet Online has it for the Islanders of three and a half over at plus one thirty-five. I think that's a great number as opposed to the two and a half you're seeing at a couple other shops around minus one fifty, minus one sixty. So I'll take a small shot at that too, but I'm just going to go official with the Islanders and Flyers full game over five and a half uh, at a dollar ten. All right, Islanders Flyers over five and a half minus one ten for Alex. Yeah, Couturier is game time decision. He's been battling a hip injury. He had an MRI on it. They're saying it's probably a day-to-day -day situation for him and game-time decision tonight. And, look, people are going to see Couturier out and think, oh, there's a big offensive piece. Oh, uh, uh, just as big, if not bigger, defensive piece. 
for the Philadelphia Flyers. His two-way game is outstanding. So, yeah, it takes away a little offensively with him out. I think it takes away even more defensively from this Flyers team with him out. So that's something. And look what happened the other night, right? No Couturier Saturday. He didn't play that game. What happened? They gave up six goals uh, to the uh, New York Islanders. So his defensive game and his defensive presence on the ice is just as pronounced, if not maybe even more than his offensive side of the puck and his game there at that end of the ice. Jimmy, uh, your take here, Islanders and Flyers. Well, just a quick little insight to the Flyers there, too, and I'd like to remind our viewers and anyone out there who, you know, uh, trash Ron Hextall when he wanted to keep Carter Hart down in the AHL and develop him more. Uh, how's that looking right now? Yeah? Okay. So, uh, you know, don't. it's amazing how caught up the media and fans get with prospects and just want to rush them. It's not how you do it. And clearly this kid was rushed and he's suffering right now, man. He is not in a good place right now and not where you wanted the future of your franchise to be at this point in the season. Um, so I'm with you guys. Love the over in this. I'm also going to take the Islanders in regulation. I think you can get it at about plus 120. Yes, indeed. Yep, definitely. Right around plus 120 for Islanders uh, in regulation time uh, in this one. Plus 125, so good price there. And Jimmy liking the over as well. Anaheim, Minnesota. We've got the uh, Wild minus 240 uh, home favorites playing a big number here. Five and a half the total in this one. This is a double up game for me. I think this is Minnesota. It's ready to exert some frustrations on somebody and a team they're capable of exerting frustrations on. The Anaheim Ducks who split a pair of games with Arizona uh, on home ice over the weekend, which is not saying much because Arizona has been absolutely dreadful uh, in recent games. Uh, Anaheim continues to have uh, concerns with John Gibson's health. Uh, he's been out with a lower body injury uh, the last uh, few games uh, for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, that's been a concern for them uh, moving forward. This workload, of course, had really gone up, and no wonder he got, he's gotten hurt. You know, it's a situation where, you know, he's facing so much rubber on a nightly basis uh, and his workload is so immense that, you know, he just can't keep up with it. And eventually, you know, you, you risk getting hurt when you have to do as much as John Gibson has to do um, night in and night out for Anaheim. So this is Ryan Miller's net uh, for the foreseeable future here uh, for the Anaheim Ducks, because they just put Gibson on the IR. So this is not something that's going to be a day or two for Gibson. It could be a little bit of an absent lengthy absence for him right now for Anaheim. Look, Ryan Miller played better against Arizona. Come on, Arizona's got no offense compared to what Minnesota has. Uh, it's going to be a much taller order. It's an angry Minnesota team. They kind of got humbled, you know, Minnesota against Colorado. You know, and that was supposed to be a game where we go to Colorado, we show we can hang with the avalanche, and they got just, you know, bent over and destroyed uh, as far as I'm concerned, just dominated in those two games. We know Minnesota's still a very good team, though. No re need, re need to panic. I think it says more about Colorado than anything bad about Minnesota. Colorado's just got it going right now. They are playing great at both ends of the ice. They're generating a shit ton of chances and shots and high danger chances. Expected goals margins are through the roof right now for Colorado. I think that just seems more about what how good they've been playing rather than how poor maybe Minnesota was uh, in those two games. Uh, I think they take it out on Anaheim tonight, bounce back time at home. So I'm going to go with two plays here tonight in this game. I'm going to go with a rare, and I don't do these often, a rare first period puck line, minus half, plus 120 uh, in the first period with Minnesota to get the lead after the first 20 minutes, jump on this Anaheim team immediately. And I'm also going to go with the puck line here uh, on Minnesota for the uh, full game uh, as well. Uh, Minnesota might play a much tighter defensive game because of, you know, just uh, the goals they allowed to the avalanche. So that's why I prefer puck line than the team total when it comes to Minnesota. So I'm going to go puck line around even money plus one Oh five for the full game minus one and a half. And I'm also going to go with that first period puck line minus the half goal plus plus one twenty for Minnesota tonight. Alex, what's your thoughts here? Ducks taken on the wild. Yeah, I'm looking in the same kind of direction as you. I think the Wild are going to come out uh, fired up. And I like this first period over uh, the cash in. We've seen it hit in the last two meetings uh, between these two teams. And, and the Wild have been at the top of the league uh, in that category, getting those first period overs. And like I said, now they're taking that step down in class, which they need to do after playing, a, like I said, a, a red hot Colorado team. There was nothing that they could really do to kind of slow down their stride. But the way that Anaheim's playing right now and the fact that it's the Ryan Miller show in net, uh, for the foreseeable future, Anthony Stolarz will be his backup. So, uh, you know, the one 
you know, thing that, that Anaheim could rest their head on for most of the season is not there in John Gibson. So uh, things could really turn down for them, and, and we might see them go on another extended losing streak like we did a while back. So uh, Wild should win this game, might find some spots in-game if the Wild don't score super early, uh, maybe find a little a little adjustment to that puck line price in the first five minutes. Uh, but I'm going to just go with the first period over one and a half. You can get it around dollar five or dollar ten. Yeah, even money for that over one and a half in the first period. So definitely a good price. And I think both Anaheim Arizona games went over in the first period as well. So uh, that's been a little under the radar trend that's been emerging. The Ducks, you know, these first periods have been that's when the that's when the goals are have been coming lately. Uh, in the Anaheim games has been uh, in the first period uh, of these games. Minnesota, by the way, one of two teams in NHL action tonight looking to avoid a three game losing streak for the first time this season. There are a couple of teams that haven't lost three in a row yet this year. One up, There's another one playing uh, on this card. We'll get to them later that's in that same situation. So Minnesota uh, looking to avoid uh, three losses in a row, uh, and I think they will probably be able to do that tonight. What do you think here, Jimmy, with uh, Anaheim, Minnesota? Yeah, I love this spot for Minnesota right now. I mean, look, they, they got brought back down to earth pretty hard by the Colorado Avalanche, and the Avalanche, once again, I reminded everyone they are the team to beat, not only in the – in that division, but I, I think in the entire NHL. Um, so I'm actually going to go a little step further here and take the Minnesota wild minus two and a half. You can get it at plus plus one ninety at some places. I, I like them to just roll tonight. So give me that. Yeah. Not roll tied roll <laughs> wild. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Jimmy sport, double puck line. Yeah, Jimmy Puckline Supreme is what Squared. this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Puckline uh, Extra Value uh, meal, so to speak. There you go. Uh, Jimmy Puckline minus two and a half at plus 190. So Minnesota to win by three or more tonight uh, against uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, we got Colorado and Arizona. Speaking of the red hot surging Colorado Avalanche, they're minus 230 uh, on the road at Arizona in the desert. Uh, the total five and a half shaded to the under in this game. I'm not involved in this game. I'm not looking at reasons to go against the Avalanche right now. Uh, you could say maybe a little uh, hangover spot after the two big games against Minnesota. I'm not sure. The one thing that does bother me is Antti Ranta, who's going to be in net tonight for Arizona. He's playing well, and he was ridiculous in the games against Colorado just recently in Denver. In fact, he's the reason why Arizona was right in those games and Colorado couldn't pull away. So, you know, he's played the Avalanche well. And if he plays well again, maybe they hang around in this game. So that's why I don't want to bother with regulation lines or puck lines or anything with Colorado because Ante Ranta does have this kind of weird way uh, of stepping up and playing well uh, when he faces this team. Uh, that's something you want to maybe keep an eye on. And you do have Arizona as well that should be coming to the ice with a little more pep in their step. They finally got a victory, uh, albeit against a lowly Anaheim Ducks team. But you got to start somewhere, you know, when you're struggling. They hadn't won a game in almost two weeks. Think about that. Almost two weeks without a win for Arizona but before they got that win on Sunday night here uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. So it was much needed. Uh, Ronto was, uh, has been very good in net for them uh, recently. Derek Broussard uh, had a hat trick for the uh, Arizona Coyotes the other night. Where's that been all season? Where's that been pretty much since he's been with the Coyotes from day one? But he finally got things going offensively for them. And they need that. They need more from him. They need more from Phil Kessel. More from Garland. They've got guys that can put the puck in the net on, on paper, but it, you don't win games on paper. You got to do it on the ice, and you don't get that enough from some of these top forwards for Arizona in that regard. So, a uh, bottom line for me is I'm not involved in this game either way, side uh, or total. Alex, how about you? Colorado, Arizona. No, I'm staying away from this one. I mean, there's there's no way to go against uh, you know Colorado right now at all. It, it just doesn't make sense to do. Uh, but like I said, it's just kind of the same deal with uh, you know looking at fading Buffalo, you know, this Colorado team is, you know, going to be highly overpriced in a sense, uh, you know, and, and you just can't find a way to attack them. The best way to do would be probably something in game. Arizona can be sneaky at times in the first period. So maybe if Arizona jumps out to a one nothing lead, you can find a good adjusted price uh, to jump on the Colorado. But even then you're still probably talking about laying, you know, 145, 150 uh, if it's a one nothing Yotes lead. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to stay away from this game altogether because there's better spots on the board tonight. Yeah, and Colorado, it's amazing how all of a sudden you say, well, they're playing so good lately. Well, when you get Nate McKinnon healthy, you get Kale McCarr healthy again, Bowen Byram healthy again, uh, Landis Gog and Rantanen on the ice finally. You know, sometimes one or both of those guys are injured. And, and as well, JT Comfort, all these guys were banged up or out of the lineup at some point. 
you know, a few weeks ago. Now all of a sudden everybody's back, everybody's healthy, and you're seeing Colorado. Now they're starting to get that secondary scoring. And now they've brought in Jonas Johansson from Buffalo to be the backup to Grubauer because mm -hmm. I think they had seen enough with Hunter Miska. But the thing is, you just, you can't keep going ahead with Hunter Miska. I think at this point he had just been struggling. You know, that game yeah. against Anaheim, I think that was the that was the end. That was the death knell, I think, for Hunter Miska. What do you give up? Four goals in the first period against the Ducks just a week ago. And I think at that point, uh, Joe Sackick says, you know what? Enough's enough. We, we, we've got to see if we can get someone. I don't know if Jonas Johansson's the answer. But in his defense, he's playing on a brutal Buffalo team, a terrible team, bad defense. You're going up against, on a much better team and a much better defense in Colorado. So maybe there's a little – and he get, did, basically got pennies on the dollar to get him cheap you know yeah. so maybe worth the gamble to bring in a guy like Jonas Johansson if they think they see some talent there yeah I mean I'm with you there I just I think Colorado right now like I said they're the team to beat they're the cup contender right they're the favorite and you don't know when you're going to get this chance again and I, I just feel like it, it's it's right there for them to take and they should do a little more than than get him as a backup you know what I mean I think there's some better options out there right in fact I know there are uh so I I wonder if you know a month from now or two months from now, we're sitting in the playoffs and Grubar goes down with an injury and the Avalanche get upset in the second round or something or the first, you know, we look back on this and say, maybe they could have gone a little bigger there in terms of their backup. Because let's face it, guys, given COVID and, and just the injuries and the condensed schedule right now, you just never know. I mean, look at the Toronto goaltending situation. Look at the Ottawa goaltending situation. You just never know what can happen. And, and you don't want that to derail your best shot at a Stanley cup that you've had since uh, the old days, of, you know, 2001, 2000, 1999, those teams. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with this game. I'm with you. I'm just staying away. I mean, there's no real value in Colorado. I think Alex put it best. Look at it as a live bet right now. See how the opening period goes and go from there. But uh, I'm going to stay away for now. Yeah. And you know what? It's imperative. I think this season to have two good goaltenders. You mentioned yes. all those teams that needed to have both of their goalies help them win games at some point this year. Montreal is another example. When Carey Price was struggling early on, Jake Allen was Thank the God. one carrying the team uh, early on. You got to have two good goalies to play well for you. And if you're Joe Sackick, maybe I understand you know, you don't want to spend too much. You might be looking at other things at the trade deadline, but I think the backup goalie should be one of those priorities at this yeah, point. This is like one of those guys that's got money. He's rich, but he's, he's cheap. Got pay, yeah. Yeah. He's got all the money in the world, but he's going to pay for a Jeep or a Volvo instead of a Mercedes Benz. You know, that's essentially <laughs> kind of looks like maybe what Joe Sackick's doing here. I, uh, which, I, I look at him more as a Toyota Corolla, but Hey, that's me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you're going to go after a backup goalie option. Let's, yeah. let's, Let's shake it up a little bit, get, but uh, get the I get it. The Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, but that's that's kind of what I think about th this move. I mean, okay, because maybe they see that maybe they think Johansson again is a really good goalie, and now at a better organization with better team around yeah. him, he can get he can they can find something in him. But boy, he didn't show a whole lot in Buffalo, so uh, they got to work at with him. Uh, that's for sure. And again, they're just thinking, let's get a cheap backup option right now. But I think. To your point, Jimmy, there's one year you don't want to think that way with your backup goalies. You don't want to think cheap. You want to think who can come in here and help me? Who can win yeah. games for me? What if the what if my starter is goes down to injury? What if my starter is on the COVID protocol list at some point this year and we're without him for several games, if not several weeks? Can yeah. I bank on my number two guy being able to come in and win games for me? That's what I Jonas Johansson, I have no clue. That's the problem with the move. We don't know. Yeah. And I don't have that trust yet. We'd have to see how he does. And but, uh, too, I mean, I, I guarantee he's going to go out. He has to go out and get a good quality, you know, six or seven D-man there. Uh, yeah. it just maybe even a, a, a number five slot because look at what they've had with Bohm, uh, with Byron McCarr out already for extended periods of time. And thankfully they were able to hold on. But if that happens in the playoffs, they're screwed. You think they may go for like a Chris Letang potentially? That could be, you know, something. That, a great question, you know, right? You know, what? I don't know if Letang gets moved right now. I think he gets moved, but I think that's more of a draft day deal. But, um, I mean, I would look at, you know, David Savard in Columbus for sure. Uh, he's a free agent. You don't have to pick up any term. Um, I, I think you could get him for about a second rounder. So, you know, they're stockpiled with draft picks. So that's not an issue for Colorado. So I, I would keep an eye on that.
Yeah, someone in our chat as we're doing the show live asking about Pavel Francouz's status. He's long-term injury injury list right now. It's not anytime soon. It's not imminent uh, that he's going to be back for uh, Colorado, and that's exactly yeah. why Sackick made this move because he knows Francouz ain't coming back uh, anytime soon. So had to address, especially with Miska just not giving you anything in that backup spot. Yeah. Uh, you had to go out and try to make a move, and that's what they've done here. The question is, is Johansson the answer? We'll wait and see. Winnipeg and Vancouver. Uh, Winnipeg, minus 115 to minus 120. Uh, road favorites, total six across the board. This is a tricky one for me, because, but I'm still on the team that I trust off a loss, although they finally burned me for the first time this season off two bets, uh, you know, off a loss. They had been perfect, and they finally lose two in a row, but they've yet to lose three in a row. Uh, this season, the Winnipeg Jets, and now here they are. They lost back-to-back -back games to Edmonton. Uh, we'll see how they can bounce back here. It bothers me because it's uh, almost assuredly going to be Demko and Net for Vancouver. He's been awesome. He's been lights out. It's never easy beating this team with him and Net right now, the way he's played for the Canucks at this point in time. But uh, Winnipeg catches Vancouver back home off the road trip. That's advantage Jets uh, in my mind. Uh, Paul Maurice and the Jets saying uh, – what I liked is I saw Blake Wheeler showing some frustration and emotion late in that game against Edmonton. Uh, you could say frustration, but it's positive emotion. It's a guy that says, "We, I care. I don't like that we've lost two in a row for the first time in a very long time. Uh, I think you get, and Winnipeg to me is, I think, in a spot here where they can maybe pounce on a little bit of a tired, a little bit of a jet lagged uh, Vancouver team that was on the road for a, well over a full week, played a lot, and they played a lot of games. Think about their schedule. It was. Yeah, Monday and Wednesday, Vancouver. It was Friday, Saturday, back-to-back -back games with Montreal. And now you're playing a Monday. That is one, two, three, four. This is going to be their fifth game in like seven or eight days for this Vancouver Canucks team with a lot of travel as well. That's a concern. Winnipeg chomping at the bit. They haven't lost three in a row this season, just like Minnesota hasn't. They're looking to avoid that this year. I'm on Winnipeg here, minus 120. Alex, your thoughts here with the Jets and the Canucks? Yeah, I mean, it lines up beautifully. Like I said, you know, Winnipeg is yet to lose three in a row. Uh, so this team is 10-1 and one now off of a loss. Uh, they, they're catching Vancouver coming back home. They've dominated Vancouver. They've won 13 of the last 15 meetings. Uh, and we're getting a very reasonable price. You shop around, you can find, like I said, $1.20. I've even seen a, a dollar eighteen at one shop. So I, I'm right there with you. I'm all over uh, the Jets here. And I would even take a shot with them possibly uh, in regulation as well. But I'm just going to stay safe for now with the money line. Uh, like I said, it's, it's a good price and it's a great spot. Yeah, and he's faced Ottawa and Montreal, Demko in his last few. He's played, played great. I'm, there's, this is not saying that it's fluky or fraudulent. He's played awesome. He's been great, Demko. But he's also played Ottawa, not as good offensively as Winnipeg. Montreal, not lately as good offensively uh, as well. And, and, of course, the Toffoli injury is big for uh, Montreal. So uh, Winnipeg will be a good test for him. And, again, lots of game, five games in eight days with travel in between each game, all these games for Vancouver. So that's tricky tonight for the Canucks to be fresh and to be ready to play their best. That could be in doubt tonight. Uh, Jimmy, how do you see this one going? I am with you guys on this too. I like the Jets. I think I think it is indeed a great spot for them. So I'm going to take the Jets in regulation. Uh, I'm also going to do another play on this as well. I love the under in this one. Two good goalies going at it. Kind of a tired, I, it feels like a tired, boring game ahead of us. And usually that means a very tight defensive game. Uh, and I, I think it's a great call by you. You know, sometimes you get the team coming back from a long trip. They're a little flat to get off the get-go. So that's what I would uh, I would see in this game. Give me the under six and the Jets in regulation. All right. Jets in regulation uh, as well uh, as uh, Jets in regulation plus 120 uh, and under six in this game for Jimmy. And keep in mind, the Canucks are still without Elias Pettersson. Uh, Tanner Pearson's out as well. Two key forwards for the Canucks up front that they count on for scoring. You know, now they're hoping Jimmy VC, who's been cast off from organization to organization, helps them uh, on that second line. Uh, you know, they got Niels Hoaglander, who, you know, I, I don't know if he's, he's going to be a good prospect, but is he ready for top line uh, duty uh, with Bo, uh, with Brock Besser and Bo Horvat, the captain? I'm not so sure. Uh, so, but again, Travis Green's forced to do this because he's got Pedersen out and now Pearson out, two of his top six. So, uh, that's some. Uh, that's definitely makes this offense take a little bit of a hit here uh, in my mind without those couple guys. So uh, we'll see if they can uh, keep it up offensively without them. But I think it sets up pretty well tonight uh, for Winnipeg uh, in this spot. Uh, and by the way, Winnipeg's minus one twenty here. 
Remember when Vancouver, just when they were starting to get this run going with Demko in net, you'd see Vancouver and the opponent, I should say, laying minus 140 or minus 150 even in Vancouver. So now you're seeing the adjustment. Odds makers are slowly figuring out Vancouver's played a little bit better lately, and now you're not laying as big a price to bet against Vancouver in a spot like this tonight as maybe you would have uh, a couple weeks ago. So I think they're starting to you know, bump up the power rating a bit on the Canucks, which means, I think, better value for Winnipeg tonight. Uh, St. Louis and Vegas, we've got the uh, Golden Knights minus 125 home favorites, total five and a half here, uh, shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, surprised to see Max Pacioretty late scratch uh, last night against the uh, LA Kings, and they end up losing and falling short uh, to the Kings last night. And we, got, we always say about the Kings, beware, they're, they're capable on any night of sneaking up and pulling off an upset, uh, and they did just that. So Pacioretty, lower body injury, not serious, only a day-to-day -day injury for him, but definitely means he might uh, be out of the lineup here tonight in this one. Uh, the Blues, uh, they're getting healthier as well. Jaden Schwartz back, uh, David Perron, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko back in the lineup for them. They, they got Tyler Bozak back on the ice, and then he gets hurt again. So unfortunately, he's back on the injured list. Uh, so it's just Bozak, Barbashev, and Thomas uh, that are the three main forward injuries. However, they're still banged up on the blue line with Pareko's now on the injured reserve list. Uh, and of course, Gunnarsson's out for the rest of the season. And as I've said, now on a bunch of our shows lately, St. Louis's defense is not what it was without Pareko and now with Gunnarsson out for the rest of the season. They're giving up goals. They're giving up chances. Their goaltending's been mediocre from both Bennington and of course, Billy Huso. Uh, I don't really trust either of them right now. I like the over a little bit here tonight in this game. Five and a half with St. Louis right now. Uh, looks like a playable over for me in their games whenever you see a five and a half uh, at this point in time. Uh, so that's good news moving forward. Uh, we've got uh, a chance that Bozak uh, might be back because he was on the uh, morning skate uh, for the uh, Blues tonight, uh, which is a good sign. It says uh, Robert Thomas possible with that thumb injury. So it could be reinforcements on the way here with Bozak and Thomas up front, uh, potential uh, to return. Uh, actually, it looks like Bozak, they're going to hold him back tonight. Bozak won't play uh, tonight uh, in the game against the uh, Golden Knights and uh, one of the uh, Vegas scribes uh, reporting that. So, yeah, Bozak is skating for the Blues uh, at the morning skate today, uh, but will not play. They're going to hold him back. They're going to be cautious with him uh, before they bring him back uh, into the lineup. Uh, from a side perspective, I don't know. St. Vegas, you know, clearly without Patch already, they missed him yesterday, and it is back-to-back -back games now for the Golden Knights, so it's a scheduling edge for the Blues a little bit, but I don't know if I trust them. I'm not going to lay with Vegas either. I'm just going to stick with the over here, 5.5 at minus 115. Alex, anything for you here with St. Louis and Vegas? Yeah, right there with you on, on the over. I got it, 5.5, like I said, minus $1.15. We've seen this 6-0-1 uh, trend to the over last seven meetings between these two teams. So uh, even when they've had their defensive reinforcements at times for both clubs, and obviously, you know, uh, good goaltending with, with Vegas, but we still see these games find their way to get over that total number. And I think even now, especially after last night, the the way that Vegas, they, you know, were able to squeak out that win, but it wasn't a, a clean game at all. Uh, the last couple of games they've had where, they, you know, they've, you know, they, they fight tooth and nail, uh, you know, each, sometimes it's winning efforts where you look on the, on the flip side with the blues at that big offensive uh, surge. And, you know, of course, playing a San Jose team, we've seen those games fly over. Uh, I just feel like right now, like I said, the defense and, and goaltending for uh, the blues still suspect a bit. So I like the over here. Uh, we're getting a good price and getting a good number. I agree with you. And I was on the over in both games with Vegas and St. Louis when they played in St. Louis just recently. And I know you were as well, Alex. And uh, yeah, look, last night they struggled uh, in terms of goals uh, right now, uh, or, or last night, Vegas against LA. But you can't just say, whoa, they only scored two goals against LA. What happened? Are we worried about them offensively? No, no, they're fine. They're fine. They didn't have Patrick. They had 42 shots on goal last night against the Kings. And Mark Stone said after the game, we had our looks. We had our chances. We had some great A chances. We just didn't finish. So chances are if they get those shots and those looks tonight against the Blues, who've been kind of declining defensively all season, there's a better chance you'll they'll see the back uh, puck go in and they'll find the back of the net tonight. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts here, St. Louis, Vegas. My thoughts are I'm loving the Blues right now. I love the way they're playing. They've, they've started to get guys back, like you said, and now maybe even Robert Thomas as well. People don't realize what a, what a big part he is of that team, and he's he's one of the, the rising parts of that core there. So uh, I love the Blues in this one. Give me the Blues in regulation. 
All right, like in the Blues regulation here, which you can get at plus uh, 175 uh, with St. Louis. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, in at Bovada, you can get them at plus 185 currently still. That's why you shop around. Exactly. I yep. mean, look, that's why I'd always say, and everybody says this, have multiple sports books. It's very important. You'll get better prices and a lot of your bets that you're looking to make as long as you have multiple options available to you. Uh, LA Kings, San Jose Sharks, final game of this Monday card. We've got San Jose, a minus 125 home favorites, total five and a half, a shaded to the over in this game. It's another over for me, this one. Five and a half with San Jose. I'm interested every single time. Uh, regardless of Dubnik in net, regardless of Martin Jones in net, uh, LA can score goals. I mean, people think they're averaging close to three goals per game, you know, this season, the LA Kings. I think people are are a little sleep uh, at the wheel and realizing that LA is not a bad offensive team this year with uh, Kopitar and Brown playing well, the, the veterans, the holdovers from the cup winning LA teams with Kempe and Ayafalo and Velarde and Grunstrom. And I can go on about so many of their young players that have stepped up offensively here for this team. I don't trust either Jones or Dubnik in net uh, for the uh, Ellet for the San Jose Sharks. It was Cal Peterson last night. It might be back to Jonathan Quick tonight uh, for the LA Kings on the back to back. And you know, lately uh, Jonathan Quick's not all been uh, not been that impressive. And again, we always worry that Father Time has caught up to. Uh, Jonathan Quick. So I see goals both ways. I don't trust either side in this price range. I will say San Jose's played a little bit better lately, and they're certainly a little bit fresher because LA played yesterday and San Jose's got the extra bit of time off. They played Saturday. So I think the situation favors the Sharks a little bit, but I'm not laying a price with them. I'm just going to stick with the over. That's the one that makes sense to me, and that's the better bet in my mind, over 5.5 minus 120 with San Jose hosting LA. Uh, Alex, your take here with the Kings and the Sharks. Yeah, a lean here with the first period over and shop around. I've seen it between the dollar twenty and the dollar thirty. Uh, so I might take a shot with that if, if those dollar twenty stick around. Uh, like I said San Jose, you, you can't trust their goaltending one bit. Uh, be it from you know Dubnik or Jones, and and LA's been a little spotty as well. And I think LA they could build from that momentum off the win. Uh, last night uh, against Vegas, you know, playing a team like, like San Jose. So if I had to play a side, I would lean to L.A. Uh, here at, at a plus price. But I think we're going to just see more goals going both ways. So uh, we could see some scoring early. So just a lean with the first period over. All right. So no official plays, just a lean first period over for Alex. Jimmy, uh, what do you see this one? How do you see this one playing out here with the uh, L.A. Kings and San Jose Sharks? If I was gonna do something, I would I would go on the total here and lean towards the over. But I, I just I get no real feel on this game. Uh, one of these that I'm just not gonna be interested in at all. <laughs> well, definitely from a viewing standpoint, I don't t necessarily blame you. I mean, yeah, you know, I just teams that are just uh, bound for no playoffs this year in the middle of rebuilds. Uh, but amazing how you get a little bit more perked up and interested when you got a couple of dollars on the game. And uh, yeah, good point. The great thing about betting, uh, absolutely, <laughs> it is. Although we always uh, uh, we always uh, adhere to and promote responsible uh, betting, of course, uh, here on the Ice Guys Show. But good stuff. Uh, we got through all ten uh, NHL games on this Monday slate. Yeah, 108 live viewers as we wrap are about to wrap up this show. We appreciate that. Hit that like button, please. Do it. I mean, I mean, if you're enjoying the content, it helps us out. Hit the subscribe button. Tell your uh, friends, colleagues, family members, relatives, anyone you know that loves hockey and, and is even mildly interested in betting uh, at all. Tell them about the Ice Guys show. Uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, we've got the subscribers for the channel up to over 600 now. We want to get to 1,000 and beyond. We think we can. You know, I've got now, you know, five figures of followers on Twitter uh, I don't know how, but I've got that many. Uh, we can get this thing to a thousand YouTube channel subscriptions and beyond. So keep spreading the word, uh, keep growing, uh, you know, the channel and, and our, uh, our, our viewer base and those watching the ice guys on a daily basis. We appreciate it. So hit the like button, subscribe and tell everybody, you know, about the ice guys show. And I'm going to tell you right now to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. That stands for, of course, the hockey podcast network. When you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for the account. You will get a deposit bonus. There's weekly incentives, weekly specials across all different sports, things that you can take advantage of. And all you have to do to make that a reality is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, 
uh, sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. We've still got Sweet 16 round and beyond remaining in the NCAA tournament, NHL and NBA coming up down the stretch. Baseball, first pitch, they're going to be saying play ball in stadiums across uh, Major League Baseball starting next month. So there's still a lot to uh, wet your whistle from a sports betting perspective with uh, in the coming weeks and months. So download that DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is best bet time for a Monday. Uh, we've got uh, best bets now to wrap up the show. Alex B. Smith, we'll start with you. Best bet for Monday. We're going to go with the Wild and Ducks over in the first period, uh, over one and a half goals, minus $1.10. Like I said, this is, looks like a spot where the Wild come home uh, and get the feast on some duck. Uh, like I said, this is a Ducks team that's just been pretty awful. And uh, with Ryan Miller in that, you can't trust them now defensively or offensively. Uh, the Wild to take care of the business themselves. So uh, let's go with the first period over between Minnesota and Anaheim is my best bet tonight. All right, Anaheim, Minnesota, over one and a half, one, minus 110 first period. A little uh, duck a l'orange on the menu for the uh, Minnesota Wild tonight. And a l'orange because it's actually – there's some orange in the Anaheim Ducks jersey. <laughs> perfect, it fits perfectly there. A little yeah. duck a l'orange uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild, hopefully, as they will look to bounce back from Colorado and Alex Lake schools early uh, in that game. Jimmy, your best bet, what do you got? My best bet is going to be that uh, St. Louis Blues in regulation there. I, I think the uh, the Golden Knights are uh, going to be treated to a nice uh, Vegas-like Blues show uh, on the ice there. And uh, they're going to get I, – I, I don't like this game at all for Vegas. I don't know why. I just see them uh, falling real flatness. I'm liking probably the Blues. I'm going to say a 4-1 score here. All right. Liking the uh, St. Louis Blues in regulation plus 175. And that – Bodes fits nice segue right into my best bet, which is also a regulation bet uh, on the card today. I like Calgary uh, in regulation, minus 115 uh, against Ottawa. Uh, that is going to be my best bet. Flames uh, will get it done, I think, within 60 minutes. We don't know how Philip Gustafson's going to play. I'm going to bank that it's probably not going to be all that great for him against a Calgary team that's probably coming in here very much incentivized after dropping a 2-0 shutout loss to Toronto. They need the points. They're still the better of these two teams. They've actually played well uh, in recent games against uh, Ottawa head-to-head. -head. Uh, I think that continues. We'll go with Calgary in regulation, minus 115 against Ottawa uh, for my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in live. And if you can't join us live on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern, make sure you download the Ice Guys in audio podcast format on all major uh, podcast platforms for Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy. I mean, oh, and a reminder before I sign off Wednesday night, we'll remind you uh, March 24th live NHL betting show with the ice guys crew, all three of us, Alex, Jimmy, and myself, Ian Cameron, Wednesday night, 8 PM Eastern. Uh, make sure you tune in uh, and uh, join us for some live betting. And I'm, we're going to get real degenerate. At least I am uh, on Wednesday night. I'm setting aside a good chunk of my money just for the live betting show. All right. We're going to do some unique bets. We're going to have some fun with this. You know, you can't just sit around and make a bet or two here and there. We're going to have some fun with this. We're going to get the volume bets going uh, on Wednesday night. You better believe it. So. Are we allowed to partake in adult beverages? Of, of course. course. It's evil. Okay. Nice. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking of doing a St. Patrick's Day show every day on this show. <laughs> I could drink every day. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I'm feeling it today because I haven't stopped since that day. So uh, a couple, <laughs> couple days off for me here, and I'll be back on it Wednesday. Nice. Yeah. No, we're going to have our beers. Bring your beer, you know, whatever. Yeah. Shot, whatever you want. Uh, we're going to have some right, drinks as well. It's going to be like a bar atmosphere. We're just hanging out in the bar, betting and watching. The DraftKings bar right there, there behind us. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. So it'll be a lot of fun Wednesday night, guys. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I know Jimmy and Alex are as well. So uh, join us Wednesday night, live NHL betting show, courtesy of the Ice Guys. For Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll, see you, we'll talk to you tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times. We're all a little crazy. We're all a little crazy is brought to you by the Same Here Global Mental Health Movement and the Hockey Podcast Network. This is NHL great mental health advocate and member of the Same Here Alliance, Theo Fleury. 
This is 20-year professional sports executive, mental health advocate, and founder of the hashtag Same Here Global Mental Health Movement, Eric Cusin. This is Darren Ravel, sports business insider, mental health advocate, and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance. We're so afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way. Anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied. And that's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone, even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries. The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, we are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained. Yeah, it needs real, long-form conversation like this. I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter. We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet... The mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working. Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone. You can. Things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways. This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. It's a societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time. No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality in our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever will. Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.